Hello! We are back, finally. It's been a couple of months. Crazy months. Exhausting months. Horrible months. But we're finally back and I'm so, so excited to get started with this amazing project again. If this is the first time you're listening to our podcast, my name is Graciela Mosillo and I'm hosting this podcast with the beautiful soul across this weird table I created, um, Tim Reichel. Hello everyone, welcome back. How are you doing? I'm doing very well, how are you? Good, good. Yeah. <laughs> with the pandemic. It's, it's, yeah, like, like I said, exhausting months, but like we're back. I'm exhausted, but happy, happy to be here. Okay. Well, today our word is Fremdschemen. Do you want to start? Do you want to tell yes. us what does Fremdschemen mean? Yeah. So we have the Duden definition here. And uh, Fremdschemen basically means that witnessing somebody else doing something embarrassing, you feel ashamed on behalf of them. So that would be the definition for the word. But like, you know, one line definitions, that's not what works for us. So yeah. that's the reason we started this podcast. There is a way of translating it technically, isn't it? Normally we yes. have words that we can't translate, but this one, you want to say something about it? Yeah, there is an English concept, the concept of secondhand embarrassment or vicarious embarrassment. But I think that we have to delve a little bit deeper into that because we have to take this concept apart because they might not be exactly the same. Definitely. And we're going to have Veronica, one of our artists, mm -hmm. later on this episode to talk about her piece. And we're going to discuss that. So yeah. we're going to start with just our first association. What does it mean for like German people? So for the ones who don't know, I'm half Mexican, half German. Mm -hmm. And Tim is German. Mm -hmm. Like German is our mother tongue. Yes. So yeah, what, what's your first association? What is the thing that you think of when you think of Fremdschemen? Well, I always think that it's that basically someone else does something very, very embarrassing and you watch it and you have to cringe, you know? So it's it's basically, it makes you feel weird that the person is doing something weird and it's not a good feeling. It's something negative. Like it makes me feel uncomfortable. Yeah, it's definitely something... I, I, my first association was also I was thinking, well, actually, this time it's going to be a first. I, <laughs> I took part in the challenge this time when I created a poem. Yeah. And maybe we just do this. Like, I, yeah. that was my first. I had a lot of different thoughts, yeah. but I tried to put them on the paper. And then I thought about it. Obviously, yes, it's something that you feel mm -hmm. where you feel uncomfortable about another person that you see. But then on a personal level, I feel like I've been on the other side oh, so often. Haven't we all, you know? <laughs> so, okay, I would just read it out yes. and maybe we can discuss mm -hmm. and afterwards. Oh, I'm getting nervous. First time I'm reading one of my poems. So, okay. Fremdschemen. There are two ways of translating this case of a peculiar feeling with a lot of meaning. Fremdschemen. Word for word to be strangely ashamed. Shouldn't it rather be foreign estranged? It may not make sense to you, but it makes sense to me because I know how it feels. Fremdschemen. I've been on both sides. I felt strangely ashamed and foreign estranged. And in the end, nothing will change. Fremdschemen. Just give me a second of your time 
And I will explain to you my sign that of course is culturally bounded, but I'm the one who allows it. Fremdschemen. Because I am sick of it. To allow others to define what personality, what looks are mine. I am loud, I am me, I'm silent, I'm whatever the hell I want to be. So while you judge me by my true colors, feel uncomfortable and pity me. I enjoy my life and look at you because in you I see what Fremdschirm ought to be. <laughs> I love that. That was really, Thank you. really beautiful. Thank you. Yeah, like when I was thinking of it was, I don't know. Um, it's just something that's definitely negative. Yeah. I was first thinking, oh, it's just so natural to feel this. Mm. But at the same time, no, it's something that culture gives you that yeah. Often uh, that those are things where you don't have to be ashamed of it. That's just how the person is. Mm. And there are so many times, especially where like I love colors normally. So mm. and in the winter, if you're in Berlin, everybody's in black. Oh yeah. And I don't know. So sometimes or like I also have this memory of my mom once saying, I have like this beautiful red trousers mm. they're really colorful but i grew up in munich and that's not really the style that's going on there yeah and she was really ashamed just like you can't go out like this what? you can't wear this yeah you can't do that and i was just thinking of that and also like when i was a child sometimes i would feel embarrassed about my mom mm. because other people taught me so yeah. and that's something where i got really angry about because just because she has an accent doesn't yeah. mean that you have to treat her bad because like, she came from mexico and has, exactly. has a, yeah, no. mm -hmm. and so i would feel ashamed not for myself but for my mom for the way she is yeah. until one moment i don't remember what it was but there must have been something why i changed it i completely yeah. changed it and i got angry at those people yeah. who would who want me to feel ashamed for something uh -huh. just because they can't accept yeah. other people like this that's what I meant with foreign is strange. Obviously, if we translate French yeah. German word for word, it would be strangely ashamed. Yeah. Remember, we struggled even to translate it. Yeah. It just annoyed me so much mm. that like culture tells you what you have to feel ashamed of. Yeah. And that's basically what this feeling is about. Yeah. Like something that culture gives you what you feel it doesn't have anything to do with you. Yeah. Nothing. And you can't just choose it. No. You know, you just feel it because you've been taught so. Exactly. So there's a force that's larger exactly. than ourselves that she teaches us how to be, well, you know, strangely ashamed, I guess. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Yeah. So that was my first association. Yeah. But like you said before, there is a way of translating into English, but there's a, I, I think there's a tiny difference. Tiny difference. So. Let's take a quick break yeah. and then invite one of our artists into yeah. our chat. And oh, I'm so excited for it. Same. She traveled very, very far from the room next door. Exactly. She's already laughing behind <laughs> me. <laughs> so, okay, we take a quick break, yes. come back and then talk to you soon. As I talk to you soon, bye-bye. Hello. Hello. Okay, 
on your first boat. tell us where did you travel from so far so far the room next Through door the winter <laughs> this berlin cold um no so i'm graciela's flatmate so i just came from you know my bedroom next door <laughs> <laughs> yeah no but like to be fair you're british i'm british yeah and you're on the project since the beginning yeah yeah so um yeah it just happens that we're friends yes <laughs> exactly <laughs> no, and i only friends. moved in a month ago so that's true that's yeah. true um but yeah no so i grew up in the uk and moved to germany well to berlin um a couple of years ago and um, it's not my main thing, but I kind of do film photography, analog photography, and I don't know, like visual art, I guess, um, on the side. It's kind of my passion project. Um, and yeah, I've been making collages out of my analog photography for the Psycho Babble for, um, yeah, since the beginning of the project, I guess, yeah. a few months. Yeah, like I, um, you were one of the first that I asked actually if you wanted mm. to be a part of it. <laughs> so and we're... I was like, yes, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> well, before we talk about your piece, that I, honestly, I love it, and it's so much bravery in it. Mm. Um, <laughs> yeah. um, I would say, let's we we already gave like a small cliffhanger. There is a way of translating this word, even yeah, though when I gave insane. you the word, I just told you strangely ashamed. I didn't really tell you what's the concept because I yeah. just love to see the. First association, if you don't yeah. know what I'm talking about, your culture tells you, like, influences your way of thinking so much mm. that I always love to give the people who don't speak German or, like, don't speak it fluently. Yeah. I love to give that. But, yeah. So, yeah. So, I think um, hearing the, the way you translated it the first time, um, I was kind of unsure about how to interpret it, to be honest, because... I feel like being ashamed is quite an on, it's, it's quite a strange feeling to me anyway, you know, mm. it's like this uncomfortable feeling. And, um, and I was like, well, how could, like, how do German people see this? Like, is it kind of an extra level of strangeness associated with this form of shame? And I, I didn't really know what it, what it meant. Um, so the way I interpreted it from the translation you gave me was sort of like, I thought about like, what is the strangest thing that people are normally ashamed of? And so I thought about, how we're all ashamed of our bodies in a way or at least like different things about our bodies and parts of our bodies or our faces our appearances and that sort of thing and i think that that's the strangest thing that we can be ashamed of and in that way because it's like the vessel that we use in the world and um you know everybody is a body and has a body and we all kind of like police each other's bodies as well and yeah. how like strange that is in so many ways um so that's kind of what my piece was about um, but then when we talked about the actual meaning of um, of the word, I immediately said, oh, well, that's secondhand embarrassment. That's like how I interpret that in English. Um, and that was kind of interesting because I think that mm. I, I agree. I think there are differences um, with yeah. the German word and the and the English emotion. But, but yeah, I do think that there is some sort of sense of it in, um, in English. Mm. So if you would have to pin it down to like two sentences, what do you how would you define secondhand embarrassment? Yeah, it's this thing that you feel on behalf of another person. So you see somebody doing something, something that you would consider embarrassing. Um, and like sometimes maybe you can see that they're also feeling embarrassed and you feel like it on behalf of them as well. And you sort of share the emotion yeah. or you see somebody doing something and you're like, oh, they should really be embarrassed about that, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> which is kind of an unpleasant feeling. Yeah. 
I think that's the difference to the German word Fremdschämen, because I think that to me, and also not just the way I feel, but also from the um, from the definition of the word, I think that it's about that you feel um, ashamed because someone else that should feel embarrassed doesn't actually really feel mm. embarrassed. <laughs> it's only that one thing, but I think the definition yeah. for vicarious or secondhand embarrassment in English is much wider. Yeah, I, I agree. I think it also includes this idea of like, if you see somebody getting on stage, for example, yeah. and they get really embarrassed and they stop being able to speak and they, they you can tell how embarrassed they are. You feel this yeah. kind of like empathetic embarrassment on their yeah. behalf because you're like, oh God, like I've been in their shoes and I know how bad Would that is. Would you call that though secondhand embarrassment? Then? Yeah, I think as well. It kind of, it's included but we don't have a <laughs> but we don't but we don't have a word for that in german right because we would definitely not call it fremdschämen if like no. something happened to someone and and we know that they are uncomfortable that would not be fremdschämen no it definitely wouldn't mm, i exactly. would rather say like oh i really i feel sorry for this person exactly. i feel there's also yeah. like yeah like i i would yeah like i would empathy, feel empathy but, yeah yeah but i wouldn't call it fremdschämen fremdschämen exactly. is really just something it's negative negative mm. something like you should be embarrassed yeah. about this you should be embarrassed about but your accent no i don't but i don't think actually that it's about the other person it's actually i feel embarrassed because you're doing something so weird and you don't even know this mm. but it makes me feel weird because i know how people look at you so yeah. i think it's about us and how we yeah, yeah. no definitely you know? but like it's also the, the, the other person do yeah, yeah. no it's by association it. that like yeah exactly yeah, yeah it's person. more about like it's all about the other person who yeah. fears embarrassment because the person who is embarrassing probably doesn't even know or know care or, yeah or doesn't care, care. <laughs> exactly. and that's what makes it so negative and that's yeah. what mm -hmm. i also meant in my poem that it's like about this culture telling you what yeah. you should feel forcing things yeah, yeah. It's interesting though, because I think like having moved from, I, I lived in London for a few years and having moved from London to Berlin, I feel like I feel a lot less Fremdschämen from other people in Berlin than I do in London. Mm. <laughs> I feel like in London, people are policing each other all the time. And there's this like unspoken judgment from other people. Mm. And you can yeah. tell like, you, I don't know, you wear something a little bit outlandish and you can see that everybody's judging you and like, you know, enforcing, enforcing like silence on the tube is like a big thing. Yeah, and it's like enforced. Awesome. And if you don't, if you're not silent on the tube, like people really like judge you and feel this like yeah. friend shaming for you. Yeah, I feel like Berlin is like a safe haven for a lot of mm. people like who are just a little bit. That's why it's Very easier accepting. to just be who you are. Yeah. At the same time, there's still judgment. Yeah, of yeah. course. There yeah. Is, there's always going to be, but like that's yeah. one of the reasons I also moved from Munich. I love Munich. Yeah. yeah, I still love going back, and I probably at some point when I feel I don't want to, I I don't know. But then again, I was <laughs> I was about to say when I feel I don't want to wear embarrassing things anymore, like. Um, but well, that's, why would you never? Why wear, yeah. why would yeah. I want to change that? But it's more like yeah. I think, yeah, like it's so I totally get that. It's like places, cultures, societies, certain ways things are handled in cities well of course mm. but it's the same for me i mean i moved away from a village in you know eastern germany mm. because i was gay and i was more on the well also had f like a feminine side and i think that it's very it's actually true because i just thought perhaps fremdschem is a policing strategy because people were ashamed that i was acting feminine in public even relatives once said to me that i would be much more popular if it wasn't the case that i was so feminine 
they said that when I was in school. So like that is fremdschämen, right? Because they were embarrassed because I was so feminine. And it makes them uncomfortable. And it it's them, them dealing with their own discomfort. Yes, yeah. And it's exactly interesting because right. actually, because my piece obviously was just the, the strangely ashamed idea. Mm. But I think that we do have this thing with like bodies as well, that like mm. when you're uncomfortable with your own self and your body or your personality or the things that you think yeah the, the things that you're not comfortable with in yourself yeah i think you then push this on other people more yeah of course as well and like once you yeah. kind of become more accepting of your own body you stop policing other people's bodies and when you're yeah comfortable with your fem your own feminine side your own masculine side you stop policing other people's like gender identity and presentation and the Definitely. way and the colors but, they wear and everything but isn't it like an interesting back and forth process because i thought about that recently because when you are not happy with yourself, it's usually that someone it's usually that someone has told you what yeah. you don't like about yourself. Yeah. And because you don't like it about yourself, then you project it onto someone else. Yeah. So it comes from somewhere else and you just like continue this process. But yeah. it like reaches it's almost like this thing that comes to us and then we continue it. It's a cycle that we need to kind of break yeah. in a way. It's yeah. definitely something to do with just ourselves. Yeah. Even though it's like triggered mm. by an external situation, Force. external person force yeah, yeah. And the cultural norms at the yeah. end it's still it just reflects our own problems our yeah. own insecurities yes or like sometimes i think sometimes our own wishes as well i think especially when i was younger i would see people feel embarrassed but then if i'm honest i probably was more i envy for like this attitude of i just don't care yeah. i just do my thing definitely and it's it's something you have to learn i think i yeah. also I don't feel that anymore that much, to be mm. honest. Yeah, me less, lesser, yeah. to a lesser it's, degree. It's, I think I mainly had that also in my teenage years. Yeah. A bit also sometimes about yeah. my parents, not even I like with the immigrant thing, thing. Yeah. but like... But that's actually, that's actually fascinating because, you know, they also in gender studies, they say that actually gender norms are enforced in your puberty. Like, so mm. when in your teenage years is when actually the gendered norms are enforced. Not before yeah. that. So it's funny that you have noticed that because that is precisely what yeah. also sci uh, scholarship says about that. Well, definitely. And like, I also, when we were talking about the body, I saw, <laughs> I'm too much on TikTok. <laughs> I'm too old for it, but like, I can't, it's like guilty pleasure now, like just watching those random videos. <laughs> and then there was one where they were saying, you're going to always miss your body that you had before, yeah. you know? Yeah. Like when I was 16, I wanted to be skinnier. When I was 20, I wanted to be, to have the body I was with 16. It was like- Really? Yeah. I'm, I love my body now. It's the best. No, but I, I think, I think especially for women, for it's women sort it's of like, yeah, yeah. Yeah, to be fair, like when yeah. I was no, 15, t like 14, 15, 16, I was playing soccer back then. Yeah. I had a, I had a nice body back oh, then. Yes, and then I started, <laughs> I just and then I saw with music and I stopped yeah. doing any sports and I yeah. don't see this. <laughs> no, but then, but then it's exactly the thing is that yeah. once you're like 35, you're going to look back on your body when you're 25, and that's the body that you're going to want. Yeah. And like my mum is saying the same thing about herself now oh. and trying to kind of like now that she's like 60, she wants the body that she had when she was 40. But just when me. she's like 70, she's going to want the body that she had when she was 50. Exactly. So she, it's like just enjoy what you have right now. Yeah, like, yeah, definitely. Like I also I think, but. It's a message to everybody out there. Enjoy your body exactly. the moment it is, because be yeah. in mind, you will miss it. And I that's the like only thing that you have anyway. You only have what you have right now. You know, yeah. we are made to think that we have to miss something that is unattainable for us, you know. But we yeah. should talk about your uh, yeah, piece, piece of art. Yeah. yeah, so it's the first time I've kind of 
shown my body in my art before, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm a little bit nervous about it going public, actually. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, it's sort of like these three um, sort of self-portraits of like just my body, basically. And um, I've kind of like put it against this background of um, of like a natural environment because it, it, I'm kind of trying to say, you know, we judge our own bodies and we, we judge the way that we look. Um, but we would never go out into the world and look at a mountain or the ocean or like a forest and say kind of like, oh, this is ugly in a way or like there's yeah. something not right about this. It's yeah. like too curved. It's too much of something. There's not enough of this other thing. You know, yeah. you just look at a natural thing and you enjoy its beauty for what it is. And I, I think that that's like what we should be doing with our bodies and with other people's bodies as well. Yeah. Well, definitely. Definitely. Yeah. Well, I guess we've came to the end again of our yeah. First podcast episode of the long while. Yeah, I'm so glad we had you. Yeah, that you yes, were thank you for ready to take this long, long journey from yes. one room to the other. I made it. I made it. I <laughs> and yeah, no, thank you very much, Veronica. Thank you for having me. Yes. Always a pleasure. It's a pleasure living with you. So. <laughs> <laughs> no, but like, uh, thank you very much. I mm-hmm. think um, we're so happy to have you on the blog and now also on the podcast and an episode so mm-hmm. all of you if you want to see veronica's art please check out our blog <laughs> you'll find a very good link really easy to click on on our instagram page and yeah no thank you very much thank you to tim as well of course. and this time we want also to thank obviously all the other artists so like please Check out our amazing blog kind of art gallery that we always create for every word. And I want to also thank Phony Villa, who is like, if you heard the wonderful music that I wrote and with, together with Phony, um, yeah, just wanted to put it out there that I love working with her. Yeah. <laughs> And we obviously want to thank you, Graciela, for the production and post-production of this entire thing, because obviously that's, you put everything together. So thank you for that. Thank you. And little teaser, next time, love is in the air. Love is in the air. Everywhere dun, 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 dun. It's going to be a special love episode. For Valentine's Day. National Morning Day, National, as I call it. Day. I don't. I refuse to call it the other way. Uh, other name, so, thank you for listening, and we can't wait to see you at the artist conference. Yes. So, see you. Bye. Bye.